Before you dive into this exciting episode, I'd like to let you know about the Squash Playbook, your tactical blueprint for success. The playbook is written based on the most common solutions I have given to the people I coach over the last 20 years. It is the ultimate how-to guide for any squash fan, and you can grab a free copy right away by visiting squashplaybook.com or clicking on the link in the show notes. Are you freaked out by that hard-hitting hacker? Frustrated with running out of ideas against the relentless retriever? Want to close out matches more clinically when in the lead? Or do you need some mental tools to overcome bad calls by referees? These answers plus many more have been brought together all in one place for the squash community. The Squash Playbook is a practical toolkit that breaks down over 40 scenarios that are most commonly faced on the court. Each scenario provides the psychology and the strategy needed to get a positive result. Each chapter wraps up with the top six key points to keep things simple and practical. The aim of the book is to transform reactive players into proactive tacticians. I focus on breaking down complex situations into straightforward, effective strategies for those high pressure moments in a match. So why not grab your copy now and step onto the court next time with a clear head and a set of strategies to win those matches you know you're capable of. Please enjoy the show. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. So here is your next episode of the Squash Mind podcast series. And I am delighted to welcome today Marwan Al-Shabagi. He's reached number three in the world and he has won so many titles. He's won so many matches. He is such an interesting player to watch and... This chat just takes so many cool directions, uh, divergences. We go down a few interesting rabbit holes. We do touch on his older brother and how it has been competing with him, how it was playing the World Open final against your brother and the processes behind that. And I just enjoyed the chat so much. It was so much fun. He looked like he got a lot out of it. There was a lot of laughter. There was a lot of sharing of some memories of back in the day. There's a, a couple of mutual friends we have. And I think you're really in for a treat on this one. 
we obviously get serious as well and we go deep with certain parts of the mind and his mindset and how it's evolved over different parts of his career, how coming to England at a young age really formed him and created arguably his mental toughness because of his environment and you know being under the tutelage of Jonah Barrington and having his brother Muhammad Shabagi there. Um, I think Muhammad was top 10 in the world at 19 and you know Marwan a few years younger than that having that as a training partner really lent itself to the to the mental side of the game. We talk about his relationship with Danny Massaro, who I've had the pleasure to have on the Squash Mind podcast series before, and we had a great chat about the mind, and, and Danny was kind enough to put us together. We go on to talk about his visualization process and what this entails, and as you're all aware, Squash Mind is really big on visualization and, and understanding how to incorporate this into players' games. And he gives some really cool insights in regard to how he does some ghosting and he really brings visualization into that process, how he was visualizing when he was at a bit of a low point in his career, how he was able to put things in place for himself to be mentally tougher, be mentally stronger at those moments. We also investigate his style of play. I, I, I put across what I thought I saw um, he plays like, you know, that smart tactician putting the ball in the right places. But he gives us the real insight into what his game is based on, how he goes about his business, what he's really trying to prioritize, and his role models as he was growing up and developing his game and the players he liked to emulate and look up to. And I'm not going to give any spoilers away. You gotta, you gotta commit to listen to what he talks about there. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I think there's so many nuggets that people can take away from this. So many little gems, getting inside the mind of of a current pro, someone who's competing at the highest level of the game at the moment, really trying to push on to win some titles and get himself, you know, right at that top of the world rankings, which he is. But to get him arguably to number one in the world, to win a world championship. And the way he speaks, the way he talks, the way he looks at the game, he's a very wise thinker. You can tell he thinks about things a lot. And it's going to be fascinating to see what's going to happen over the next few years or so, how he's going to develop and how he's going to hopefully reach those top, top parts of the world. As you can probably tell from the chat coming up, um, it, it was fun, it, lots of laughter. And I hope you enjoy this deep dive into the mindset of Marwan Al Shabagi. Marwan Al Shabagi, welcome to the next series of the Squash Mind podcast. How are you doing? Uh, I'm all good, Jesse. How are you? Yeah, good, man. We had a bit of a chat before and talked about some of yeah. your training and 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 how you're coping with things and some some hopefully positive news. And when people hear this, you might actually be playing in tournaments. So we, we're not we're definitely not okay. going to focus on any of the negatives. Um, but listen, yeah. thank you for your time today. It's 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 a great honor and and you know to be able to get someone of your ranking, your caliber, your success so far in your career to come on and and talk about the mind and hopefully inspire a few other people, inspire a couple of juniors or people listening that can go, hey, that's a real cool way to look at it. Yeah. Um, yeah thank Thanks for having me. Pleasure, man. Pleasure. And so I think a great place to start is as a junior, you had an amazing career, right? You were one of only four players to win the World Junior Championships twice. Can you talk us through what that was like and, and how were you able to produce that level of success, do you think, as a junior? Um, I think I was really lucky as a junior to meet the right people, to have the right people around me. Uh, I mean, of course, I think uh, one of the things that made a difference at such a young age was uh, moving to England 
when I was 14 years old. I think uh, moving to England at, at such a young age, it kind of made me, uh, took a lot of responsibility mm. and it made me work harder knowing that I left my family and I left my friends uh, back home, you know. Uh, I kind of knew I was taking a step uh, a, a step forward in my life and uh, I knew I was going to, so I had to take everything serious in my life. I feel in Egypt, you know, you have your friends. Everything was kind of more, uh, I was in, in my comfort zone, uh, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think kind of moving to England and uh, being at me in Millfield School where I had a lot of squash players around me and having coached by Jonah Barrington and Ian Thomas, I think that all helped me, you know, and I have also, uh, I mean, I was really lucky having my older brother who uh, who was so successful at a very young age and he, that taught me a lot, you know, um, you yeah. know, I watched all his matches, I knew the way he was thinking about his opponent, about the game itself and about... Uh, you know, he, he, he was very successful from a very young age. I mean, he yeah. reached the top 10 when he was 19 years of age. So I was really lucky having him. And uh, it helped me a lot, kind of. Um, it, it helped me It helped me a lot maturing at a, at a young age and mm-hmm. having a very mature game. I see. And that kind of what made the difference for, in my junior career. Um, so that, I remember playing my... Okay. I remember playing my second World Juniors um, and I was seeded... Uh, I was ranked number 29 in the world at the time. Uh, and I, of, of course, going to the PSA and playing the professional squash, it kind of matured my game, matured my mind. And mm-hmm. I, I've learned things so fast, you know, being around the Egyptians, being around Rami, Shabana, Darwish, my brother. I, I was around them from a very young age and I've, I've, I've tried to learn things so fast, you know, as, yeah. as fast as possible at a young age. Yeah. Well, that's that's so curious for me because part of the the, the research I've done in the past and what I'm looking at now is, how much are we born with mental toughness or how much is our environment helps us with our mental toughness? So, you know, moving over at such a young age, um, I believe you were on the PSA at 17. Is that right? Were you playing pro 17 or younger than that even? Probably 17. 17. I started at 17, end of yeah. 17 or something. So yeah, it sounds like your environment was perfect for you to create mental toughness and to create that, that mindset. Like, like you said, Millfield, your brother, Jonah, PSA tours. And, and yeah, so, so you might be one of those examples who might've had mental toughness younger in Egypt, but it sounds like your environment really contributed to that. Would you say that's the case? It's, it's funny you say that because I, I do actually think, uh, yeah, definitely the environment ha- helped me so much to have that uh, mental toughness. Toughness, but I've always compared my te- mental toughness with my brother's mental toughness because his mental toughness is is, is really good. You know, I mean, he's, mentally, he's one of the best. I've, uh, one of the best athletes I've actually ever watched. Uh, and uh, but yeah, of course, I mean the env- environment that probably my brother and myself we were born with and. Uh, the 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 thing that were around us the kind the thing that we went through I think it helped it helped our personality to make it so tough you know mm. and uh, I, I think even the the coaches we had around around us you know we had someone like Jonah um, who um, mentally of course one of the best coaches who understood the game and how mentally it strong he was uh, I mean I was maybe I was very close to Ian Thomas as well uh, when I was in Milfield but who learned everything from Jonah as well you know so exactly. I, I, the environment around me definitely helped my personality right now a lot yeah you know? yeah that well that, that was exactly my next question was was looking at the coaches you've had in the past and the coaches you have present 
Can you talk about the effect that they had on, on the way you mentally approach the game? So you mentioned Jonah. Could, could you give some examples of how you think he helped that mental side of your game? Uh, I mean, Jonah, of course, helped my game so much. I mean, he, uh, he, he kind of always made sure you worked so hard uh, with a smile, with a smile on your face, with a smile being happy that you're working hard. Okay. And he would, he would, or the best advice that I've probably heard, heard from Jonah was always attention to details. He would always say this on every single shot I hit. Uh, and it, it, it kind of helped my game so much when I went to England to mature so fast. It made me realize that every shot is so important and uh, every small details, because as, as he always tells me, like everyone is in the top 10 is such got everything. But yeah. it's those small details that make the difference between number one and number 10. And when it clicks with you, um, that's what kind of makes a difference. Um, I mean, Jonah was definitely one of the, the people that helped me so much. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, and then, uh, and then when I moved to Bristol, of course, I I I, uh, I, uh, I was coach with uh, with Hadrian, and uh, Hadrian was kind of uh, such a, a completely different coach than Jonah. You know, Hadrian was uh, uh, was all about the movement, and uh, mm-hmm. he the, the way he approached the game was was a bit different than from what I know than anyone else, you know, the way he sees yeah. the game, the way I understand the game, the way he approaches the game is completely different to how it's all about the movement and the free-flowing squash. Mm-hmm. And it helped me relax so much. Uh, it, it actually made me happy playing the game at the time, as I remember. He kind of made me actually enjoy the pressure instead okay. of actually dealing with the pressure by actually stressing out, he made me enjoy enjoy being playing the final of World Series finals instead of stressing stretching it out. It's actually enjoying enjoy the fact that I'm actually there playing. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of helped my game at the time, but uh, mm. um, it's, because it's funny because I, I I think every when I look back now, I think every period of my career I've approached it completely different than the other one. Okay, uh, and somehow I was really lucky to meet the right people around me to 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 guide me mm. uh, into a different direction. Yeah, um, well, yeah. It sometimes, like a... okay, sometimes right? doing something different uh, is very because sometimes when you do the same thing for a long period, I feel like this is a comfort zone. And sometimes having a change, uh, you kind of it's, it's not your comfort zone anymore, and it's it's mm. kind of. It excites you in a way. Yeah. yeah. No, like change is, change is important, isn't it? You know, once we change our mind stretches in different ways, we see things slightly differently. We get, mm. I love that idea. Sometimes you can have the same message told to you by a different person and it, it sounds completely different and, and hits your mind in a different way. And it does sound like you've had a, a great progression of that. Um, but just with Hadrian, I, I, I love his work. I love the, the way he gets into the movements and the flow, but it sounds like there's a connection with the mind as well. Like he's very big on working on the mind oh. and, can you talk about how he was able to make you enjoy the pressure and how that linked to your training at that point? Uh, I mean, Steffi was, uh, was, he helped me so much in my life, not as a squash player, but as a, actually as a human being. And I always tell him he should work as a psychologist because <laughs> he's, uh, he's really good with the mind. He, he knows what to tell you when. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he knows what, what to say. He always, he always picked the right word at the right time, in a way. Nice. Um, no, he's, he's someone that helped me so much, and I got so close to him. And when I, 
I got so close close to him. I I remember all those movement stuff that he was doing. I guess for I, I as I remember for I guess a year and a half, I would go on court with him, never understanding what he was actually asking me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were, he was com- trying to completely change my movement because my movement got so uh, I was so tense moving, and it was taking so much energy from me. And all he was trying to do was actually work kind of in a more relaxed way. So, and it's more efficient and mm-hmm. it kind of doesn't take so much energy from you. And uh, when I got that, uh, I remember that, that year, um, th- there was one session where, where it just things clicked with me. I did it, the, I did it for so many times and the, the repetition kind of helped me so much to understand it and to because I worked so hard to kind of understand what he was trying to explain to me. It kind of clicked in one session. Mm-hmm. And I remember I actually two weeks after I had the TOC, the Tournament of Champion, and I was, you know, number seven seed, eight seed at the time. I was supposed to reach the quarters. And all I said actually to myself, I'm just going to go out there and just try. Okay. If I, if I win, I win. If I, if I lose, it doesn't matter. But I'm going to stick to what I've just learned. Uh, and I, I need to see how, what will happen. Um, and I, I remember I played the best squash because I was so relaxed and I was kind of actually enjoying this being there more than just stressing it. I've kind of, you, you know, it, when somebody asks me, how do you, do you deal with the pressure? I say, the pressure is there. Like it, it will always be there, whether in your life or whether in the sport or whether it, it, we have daily pressure, you know, things that we deal with mm-hmm. on a daily basis. And it's all about how you deal with it because it's going to be there anyway. Um, um, and uh, at the time I was actually enjoying the fact that, well, I'm going to enjoy being, enjoy the fact that I'm playing in Grand Central Station. Yeah. First, and a lot of people are watching me. But at the same time, uh, enjoy actually the pressure that you also want to win and yeah. the, the battle that you have on court. It, it's a battle, but it, instead of stressing it out about winning or losing, actually maybe go lose, but enjoy the fact that you are actually playing and you're actually trying and you're actually trying to win uh, mm-hmm. instead of stressing it out. Because when you enjoy it and you do your best, you, mm-hmm. you're, not gonna, you're still going to be disappointed, but you're not going to be disappointed the same way. Mm. Um, and I think the phase I've had with Hadrian when I was training with him, that helped me so much at that time of my career. But at this time of my career, I could tell you, I would never think that way. Amazing. That is such a cool way to put it. So two things come up for me when you say that. The first thing, when you said something clicked in training and then two weeks later, you were focusing on just going through the, mo- going through the movements or the feelings. That is classic staying in the moment. That's being present. You know, we talk, I talk a lot about mindfulness and meditation and we're trying to bring ourselves into the moment. And it sounds like you achieved that perfectly in that sense. Would, would you say that was happening? You were just so focused on what was happening in that moment. It made me, um, it made me so consistent as well because I was consistently thinking that way. And I remember that season, it made me a like I was a top eight player, but sometimes I wouldn't reach the quarters, or sometimes I would do one good event, but then I would, I wouldn't do two good events. Like I wasn't consistent basically with the result, and it helped me with my squash to a point that I became so consistent even with my results, mm-hmm. um, and it worked so well at that time of my career. But okay. if I tell you this is the way I think about the game right now, it's completely different. Okay. But at the time, I would say this helped me, and it clicked the way it clicked, and the way it helped me. 
Yeah. It was perfect at the mm-hmm. time. But if I tell you I enjoy the pressure now, I do. But mm-hmm. it's different now. It's just different. At this time of my career, this yeah. is not the way I think of the game anymore. I, I, but at that time, it helped me. Perfect, yeah. Well, that was the second point I was going to pick up about, about pressure. And it sounds like you, at that point in your career, and I'm interested to know how you deal with it now, but it sounds like you'd reframed pressure. You, you didn't see it as a threat. You didn't see it as something going, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm, I'm not going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to die tomorrow if I, if I you know, lose this match. And I think that's an important thing for young people and young pros to try and understand is reframing pressure and thinking about it in a different way. And it sounds like you got that perfect. So what... It, it, how do you what how did it come up? You mean how did no, this no, I was, come? I was just making a comment that it sounds like you were able to view pressure as not a threat at that moment in your career. You you, you were quite relaxed about pressure. It was actually because of one a conversation I had with one of my friends. Uh, I don't know whether you know him, Stuart Haddon. Yeah, yeah, of course. Do I know Stuart Haddon? Oh my goodness. <laughs> trouble, <laughs> I, trouble, trouble. I'm, I'm actually going to get him on this podcast. Should I just get him? He'd <laughs> be amazing. <laughs> I was, so I lived with him uh, because we went to the same university in Bristol. And uh, so we, we had that, a flat of six guys. Actually, most of us played squash. I had Josh Masters as well in the same flat. I've heard some it of the stories. Just, I've heard a lot of stories. <laughs> back in the days. <laughs> So it was just one conversation with, with Stuart and I remember I was going to Chicago the week after and I, I remember that season I wasn't really playing well and I was having a lot of bad losses at the time. And the reason why I had those bad losses was because um, was because of pressure. You know, I was losing because I felt uh, nervous and I felt pressure and I ended up not playing my best squash. Mm-hmm. Um and that was basically the conversation he said. He, so he basically said, why are you stressing out? He said, for me, the way I look at you is someone who already made it. Like you've, you've mm-hmm. got to the top. I was, I think, top 20 at the time. He said, you've got to the top 20. He said, the way I look at you is someone who's already made it. Even if you retire now, you've already made it. Okay. And, and, and it kind of made a huge difference to me because I felt like, He's looking at me in a way that I've already made it, mm. but I'm actually not enjoying what I'm actually doing or what I'm actually achieving. Instead, I'm actually stressing out about it. Yeah. Instead, if I look at the big picture, I, I'm actually someone who won two World Juniors and at the time I was getting into the top 20 or just got to the top 20, I mean. And I said, well, if I don't enjoy this now, then I would regret it later mm. that I didn't enjoy having this and being in this position at the most so I said actually instead of stressing out just enjoy that I'm inside the top 20 I go to Grand Central Station I play uh, I play in Grand Central Station I play in front of the pyramids I, instead of stressing out going to those venues actually why don't I enjoy playing in those venues a lot of when I was a kid actually if you ask me you go to the top 20 you reach the top 20 and you play in front of the pyramids I said I would take that every day when I was a kid you know um, and and yeah, this is how it all came up. I, I started actually enjoying it and enjoying the pressure and enjoying being at the event and enjoying being around some of the best players that ever played the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, uh, that, that was a great time at the time. At that time, it was it was a great time. But uh, and it, it reminds me of, of something I try to talk about with pressure. It's, it's a short sentence I use. I, I say pressure is a privilege. For us to feel pressure in sport 
that's a privilege. Think about the amount of millions of people in the world that feel pressure because they have to get food for to survive or they have to drink fresh water. Getting pressure for sport, what an honor that is. Wouldn't you say that? Exactly. that it's just like it's Definitely. real pressure. Definitely. We, we don't feel how lucky we are. Yeah. Uh, uh, we are actually lucky playing the sport and and even even coaching, even mm-hmm. for you guys, like when you go, I, I mean, to be, of course, as coach, coaching-wise, I don't have the same experience as you do. But I, I guess the feeling of being on court with someone and giving him the advice and him understanding, it's, a, it's an amazing feeling. Unbelievable. Because, it is, yeah. Um, um, and yeah, I mean, we, we, are, we are so lucky. We just don't understand how lucky we are. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, we, we need those conversations with someone. Someone might just, like I said, say something in a way, go, actually, that's a real cool way to look at it. And I got, I've got a lot of time for Stuart. I used to coach him a little bit and he came to some of the squad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He, exactly. He's a very interesting. He's just a great guy to talk about about philosophies of life because he's just got very crazy <laughs> ideas so i'm definitely gonna get him on i'm gonna get him on. he lived he lived he lived in bristol jesse that's why <laughs> well he lived in bristol. place with uh, i've been there three or four times and every time i've gone is great um so what so this pressure conversation is great because i wanted to go in a different direction but i wanted to stay with it for one more bit so how do you frame up pressure now you said it's changed a little bit in your career you know now becoming a, a much maybe more senior pro established on the pro to great great titles behind you what's your your viewpoint on pressure now you think um so i still do enjoy um playing at the front of the pyramids i still do enjoy playing in 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 a grand central station but i felt i've enjoyed it too much okay uh that uh, yes it's there and i still do it but it's time actually to win there it's Mm. time to actually turn up instead of yes enjoy it but uh, i want to start winning uh and and i'm not talking about winning in a desperate way. I'm talking about it that, yes, I do want to win, but it's the way it, this is helping me right now. It's, it's helping me work so hard to, to work hard, like mm-hmm. I'm working hard, but I'm also working hard to understand the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it's making me improve a lot because I'm working a lot on my weaknesses and, uh, and finding new things about my game that I could improve. And it's make me, it, it, it excites me. Basically, it excites me every day to go training. Okay. And I feel every day, I, it's, it's a very, when, when I feel the day is not productive, I really, I get, uh, I don't, I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. But I, even if I don't do a lot on the day, but I felt it's productive, then I, I am happy because I know I've, I'm working on my game because I, I, I do want to win at this at this chapter of my career. I feel like I am playing well, and I feel at this time of my career I could achieve a lot. I, I could achieve things that I've always dreamed of, uh, and I feel I feel like I could take my game to a to a to a level that I'm happy with. And the feeling of wanting to win uh, is making me work hard on a daily basis, and that's what I, I feel I need for now. Like it's yeah. it's my career, and it's. It's 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 about winning, you know. Like when I lose, I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. Like when I lost to Gawad in Manchester, for example, I was disappointed. But I was disappointed, and but next day I went on court to work on my on what I did wrong on that day, and how I could, and how I could improve. Mm. Uh, and that feeling is is what's making me happy, nice. you know. 
and and uh, for example, I said the, the 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 bit where I've enjoyed the pressure and at, at this time with the, when I went to training, I was actually happy training. I was enjoying the fact that I was training. I was actually I've always enjoyed working hard, mm-hmm. but. Uh, now I work hard differently than the way I've worked hard on that time at that time, for example. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's it's all about what you what what motivates you every single day. Yeah. And at at the time, right now is just different, and I'm sure in probably three years I will think completely different. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how every it's, it's oh i mean one of my friends told me every five years you'll find well, he told me this actually five years ago and he said every three four years or five years you'll find yourself thinking different about life the way you think of things is completely different yeah. and, yeah. and it's, it's so true like the way i think of things is 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 uh, is, is completely different and i think working with nick matthew and working with uh, danny as well it, it, it helped me mentally understanding things like like Nick I remember one time he told me yes I mean that chapter of your career this is the way you thought about it and this is how it worked but right now this is not going to work this is what you don't want so this is not going to work for you anymore so you have to do it differently mm-hmm. uh, and I, I, I actually got worried at the time of my life that I felt uh, it was actually two years ago that I felt is the changes of of uh, enjoying the pressure and right now like wanting to win because I felt like I got stressed out about me not stopped enjoying it. I, st- I felt like I stopped enjoying the game. Uh, but me kind of trying, uh, me, it, it was all about me accepting the fact that no, I actually, I still enjoy the game, but I'm just thinking differently about the game. Totally. Um, and uh and yeah, I mean, it's been an interesting, mind-wise, it's been an interesting journey because it, it's just, as you said, yes, it's it's all about, of course, hitting the ball and going to training, and but it's all about how the mind works as well. You know, you see a lot of players who are so talented, but they never make it, and a lot of players that are not no talent at all, but they have to create that talent. Mm-hmm. And it's all about the mind, you know. And Jahangir, I remember he said 90% mentally, the game is 90% mentally or something like this. And I totally agree if it's not 100% mentally, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've heard anywhere between 60 and 100%. But that's such a fascinating story you've just taken us through. So thank you. It's been brilliant mm-hmm. just to hear your processes. And just one of my comments sounds like you, yours, you're on a journey and you're on a continual journey. But it sounds like at that time when you did well in the TOC, you needed to approach the game in a relaxed way and not maybe think about the winning as much. And But if you had focused on the winning at that point, maybe it would have made you more aggressive and angry and you might not have clicked. But it sounds like that journey has evolved and it's going to continue to keep evolving. But it leads me into my next little bit, and this might link. Do you practice any forms of mindfulness? No. No. <laughs> None. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Uh, I, 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 I've tried. I've tried a lot. I've tried. I've tried. I've tried. I've tried, I've tried getting into stuff, but then, uh, um, yeah. But I work with Danny anyway. So Danny Masaru is my psychologist. So I work with Danny, but I, 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 I've never tried any of the. Uh, I mean, Hadrian told me to try a lot, but I, I actually never committed to anything. I probably heard two, three minutes of things, but it had space, <laughs> I think. Yeah. But for me, it didn't. Uh, 
I, to, to be honest, I, I tried. And I, mm. when I tried, I actually tried with, with wanting it to work. Yeah, I didn't try just to say, oh, I've tried, but I actually wanted it. But it didn't, for some reason, it didn't click with me. Of course. Uh, but to, to be honest, having Danny and uh, him understanding me and we're just not, it's not just, uh, he's not just a psychologist. He's also a, a friend to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, hel- it helps me so much anyway, you know. Uh, he helps me so much with my life with my squash and I, I approached him I actually approached him at a time in my life where I was actually really really struggling okay and uh, yeah I mean he means uh, he, he yeah he means a lot to me you know he means a lot to to me and to my career you know mm-hmm. uh, him uh, you know if I start uh, if I started probably this season to play good squash again then I think he he definitely has a lot of credit, you know? Yeah. Well, two things there. Like, yes, mindfulness or visualizations might not be for everyone. And I completely get that. You know yourself. You know yourself. Visual, I do visualization. But like okay. while I ghost, yeah, while I do ghosting, sometimes okay. while I play squash. So I always, when I'm hitting the ball, I always think someone is, in, is, is waiting to volley that. Okay. So can you talk a bit more on that then? Because I am super fascinated about visualization and it's a part of the squash mind philosophy that I'm trying to get people. So what's your experience in visualization and how do you go through the process? So when, when I do ghosting, for example, like sometimes I visualize an opponent mm-hmm. sometimes, and I do visualize opponents that actually I compete against. Um, and I always think there is always someone in front of me, someone trying to volley that shot. Mm-hmm. So it, it pushes me to, for example, if, if you do ghosting for the, for the sake of ghosting, for me, there is no benefit. Okay. But if you do ghosting with trying to get the intensity, a little bit of, of a match intensity, of a little bit of uh, a, a, a Raleigh scenario, mm-hmm. you know? Like, for example, I, I mean, I'm trying not to say exactly what I visualize, but I'm just trying to give you an example of, uh, of anything. Like, for example, I don't know when... I don't know. Uh, when I play with my brother, for example, and let's say he bows, he always bows from the forehand. Okay. I, visu- I always visualize, for example, when I go on the backhand front, uh, I would visualize, for example, my brother is doing that, that bows and how, what I'm going to do with it. Yeah, I see. And while I'm playing that shot, I always visualize, I would, for example, visualize my brother is going to volley that. Mm-hmm. So I'm always doing ghosting, not just to be mm-hmm. running. I'm actually doing... And... and uh, for some reason, it helps me, you know, that kind of, while doing the ghosting, it helps me, you know, mm-hmm. I, I kind of, I built a scenario, uh, a scenario, a Raleigh scenario that actually uh, I go through in, actually, in an actual match with a specific, with some of the, with some of the opponents. Mm-hmm. And I do, for example, I visualize a movement, I visualize a shot, and then it, 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 it actually does help me. Yeah. It, it helps me for the ghosting sh- session itself anyway. Okay. Um, and even when I hit the shot, you know, I always visualize there is someone behind, even when I train, even squash hitting wise, like mm-hmm. I always think, okay, someone is going to volley that. Even I play the ball on the front. Okay. Someone, somebody has just read that and he's going to volley and he's going to make me run. So it makes me more explosive, more, a little bit of intensity, um, a little, it, it helps you when, when you, actually do condition when you actually play a match and it kind of it doesn't surprise you it doesn't a shot doesn't surprise you anymore because your patterns are helping you already because you've studied the pattern your feet have studied the patterns um yeah 
Yeah, and well, it's amazing you say that because in the last couple of years, I've done quite a bit of research and visualization, what's happening in the brain and brain scanning stuff and hearing from scientists and also hearing from athletes. And it sounds like you exactly what you said. You've rehearsed certain patterns in certain situations. So when they arrive, it's it's not foreign. It's not different. It's like, I've been here before. I'm not panicking. I know this. I've, I've replayed it many times in my mind. So it sounds like you're doing an amazing process. But I'm, I'm curious to know, do you only do visualization when you're ghosting or do you do it away from ghosting? When, when else does it come into your training, the, the, the whole concept of visualization? Um, I did the only one time I did visualization with, with, with visualization, <laughs> visualization uh, <laughs> was, uh, was actually during the world championship in Chicago was, I was with Danny and, uh, and he actually, um, at the time, what was I going through? Um, I would give up. The, I was going through something in my life, something personal in my life, and I was trying. It was really affecting me in my life. So basically, and it would, for some reason, it would make me give up if I'm like six two down, six two down in the in the first game, for example. It would make me give up the whole game, uh, and it kind of it, it it was a time when somebody would push me a bit it would make me give up right this is how I, what was hap- what was happening to me at that time on court so basically what i did was danny sat down with me two days before my first round and he said okay we, we did visualization of a situation when i would be down in the game right and i would visualize this he made me visualize it first what i would do uh and of course, the, what, I, what I did at that time was actually giving up. And then we did it again, but m- me finding a way. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, and then we kind of. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Did the repetition of me, um, of me finding the way not to give up and kind of fight back in the game. Love that. Uh, and we did it a few times. And it happened the next day. It actually did happen the next day. And it actually did help me. Um, and uh, yeah, it's um, th- th- that was the first time I did the... the, the mm-hmm. That's what I did off court. <laughs> sure. Were you drinking a beer? Okay. I think there's a I'm couple. Not, there was tea. There was tea, I swear. 
<laughs> you with milk and some mint. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, I, love, I love the way you describe it. And 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 when I there's so many different forms of visualization. You can do technique. You can do rally situation. What you were doing with, with Danny there was was obviously situational stuff. Like I'm six two down in a game. And uh, again, I was lucky enough to speak to a few people on this show about visualization. James Wolshop has a great process. But I'm I'm really curious to understand you and Danny. Danny came on the show maybe three or four episodes ago, and just we went down so many different avenues that I was curious and he was curious and just such a great guy. Um, So, and he kindly connected us together. Very kind to put that connection. So yeah. Can you talk about a bit more of the work you do with him, the mindset stuff, because I I really love his work and and I'm going to get him on the show several more times in the future as well. Nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, Danny is is someone who, who understands things that I don't understand. And, uh, uh, and he would see things in my personality, or my, or or he would see things in me um, that, uh, for some reasons, like well, I speak to pretty, I speak to Danny pretty much every day when I'm in, I'm in a tournament, mm-hmm. and it's quite funny. Like he would tell me, "How are you feeling today?" And then I will literally speak for three, four minutes, and and while I'm talking, those three, four minutes, I'm already fingering it. I'm figuring things out, you know, I'm talking, nice. I speak about the tactic and I speak about, oh, how this player could be approaching the match mm-hmm. and what is he going to try to do to me and what I'm going to do when he does this to me. And, and we speak about things and then he was saying, okay, so you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes, sometimes this, this is our conversations. It's, it's yeah. like this, you know, but uh, of course, I mean, I'm telling you the perfect scenarios when I like, for example, in the World Tour final, this was pretty much our conversation every day because I felt I was in the zone in that week. I was playing really well. And I kind of at that week and I even told him like, Danny, I feel in this week, I know what I'm doing, but I still want to talk to you every day mm-hmm. uh, because by talking to him, it makes me, for example, figuring the whole situation out today. Um, but Danny is, is someone good that would make me would make you look at other situations that could happen, so you're prepared to deal with a specific situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if a bad decision happened? For example, it shouldn't affect like things like this, you know. Yeah. But of course, like Danny, sometimes you know he knows a lot of personal things as well. I try to, I mean, I'm on, I'm so honest with him, mm-hmm. uh, and it kind of. Uh, you know, I would speak to him about anything. And sometimes, for example, during COVID, of course, I had some t- tough times where you said there was no motivation and I felt, you know, I, I would need to talk to him and he would get that motivation and mm-hmm. back. And there was time, a lot of things, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, but every situation is different and every situation he deals with is completely different. But yeah. it all, as as we always, as me and Danny always say, it is what it is. And yeah. seriously, at the end of the day, it is what it is. And yeah. well, sometimes, yeah, you just got to go with the flow. Yeah. <laughs> it is the truth. Yeah, it right. is. It is. It's like, you know, just, you just, just hearing just well it's firstly sounds like your relationship with him is amazing and and you've got full trust in each other and secondly you know it it sounds like it's it's just almost simple conversations he's just asking a simple question he's we try to make it simple yeah that's what we that's what that's that's is the target of the uh this is the aim of the conversation how we're gonna okay let's make this situation as simple as well as possible 
And, and it's so uh, underestimated because a lot of people try to sound clever and big and make it complicated. And hey, look, look at these big words I'm using. But you know what? Simple conversations and getting your mind to think a little bit. For me, that's that's and when I chatted to Danny, that's what came across really. Put it this way. I think he's well, he's a very, very smart person. You know, he's, he's got very. But he makes those difficult things seem really simple. And that is such a skill, I think. I think he brings a lot of his knowledge in a simple way, which is perfect. Very simple, very simple. He's always happy. I mean, when you see him at the event, <laughs> you would always see him smiling and yeah. always want to chat and always want to... He's always a happy person, you know. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's, been, uh, he's been great. And especially as a, psycholo a psychologist who is at, understand the game for me as well, mm -hmm. it's, always, it's perfect because... Of course, he's seen it all with Laura, you know, world championships and British, and she's been told number, she's been told number one, and so he's he lived all this, you know, at a very high, at the highest level, you know. So it's uh, he's got very good knowledge about the game as well. So it's yeah. both understanding the mind and understanding the game. It kind of works well. But the good thing about the relationship that there is no pressure as well, mm -hmm. like. Um, like, would always tell me, like, all right, you speak to me whenever you want. And, uh, and it's, uh, no, it's, it's, it's working perfect. It's working perfect for, for me. Well, I, I, for one, plus a lot of others can't wait to see you back on playing and seeing how that works. But I've got a couple of interesting questions here, hopefully interesting. Um, so at, at, at my club where I coach, we've got a, a big poster of you and your brother hugging the first time you beat him, that quite famous picture. And, and I, I really love that poster. Can you talk us through your headspace in that moment? What, what was going on during that hug and the first time you did actually get that win? Well, it was a season that um, my brother wasn't able, he was award number one, but he was actually about to lose it uh, because he, he, this season, Gawad was playing well and Gulti was playing yes. well. So my brother, and my brother was kind of, he was playing, he was, he, he, he was world number one for two years and that season he was kind of not playing his best, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I know in that match, like, the, the funny thing that because my brother has been losing a lot of matches, a lot of, like he lost to, a lot of matches that he, he was, he's not supposed to lose, you know. Mm -hmm. He lost, I think, in Detroit in the first round and he was number one seed. He lost in TOC in the court, in the semis. And I played that season, I played, in that season, I played my brother twice before we played this, before we played that one in Chicago, and he's beating me those two times. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, I remember, um, yeah, I, for some reason, I had a feeling that day, okay, today is the day that I was going to beat him. Okay. Uh, I remember in TOC before I played him, because the, the, the month before I played him in TOC, in TOC, and before I go on court, I looked at the screen and I saw the head-to-head -head was 6-0. And I was like... <laughs> you know this is a lot <laughs> and I lost that day 3-0 and so the head-to-head -head was 7-0 and so but for some reason that day I had a feeling that I was going to beat him okay and funny enough when I spoke to my brother after the match he also had the same feeling wow. <laughs> and um, but the match was was uh, was yeah it was a weird match you know because he kind of beat me easily in the first game and yeah. then I won the second and the third easily but I remember when I was 10-8 up in the, when I had the, my first match point in the fifth game, I was 10-8 up and uh, I said, I'm going to go for a winner. Mm -hmm. As soon as I, as soon as I serve the first, <laughs> ball, the first ball I have, I'm going to go for it because, and I served so quickly because I know the longer I take to serve, the more I was going to think about the fact, oh, I'm beating my older brother. This is the first time I beat him. He's having a bad season. I'm even hurting him more. He's going to lose the old number one spot. And I'm even you know, I'm making his life worse, basically. Mm. 
And you, you know, uh, me and my brother are so close to each other and we have a great relationship and he's helped me so much. And he's... So the situation was always going to be hard. The first time I beat him was always going to be hard, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and as soon as I won, uh, of course, I, I, the first time I feel, I felt that I beat him is when I threw the racket, I threw the racket, I think, on the floor straight away and this is a time I was like I just actually beat my brother you know so yeah I mean of course his reaction was amazing you know he was really happy for me and he wasn't like acting in front of the cameras Uh, it was happy well he was actually happy for me you know genuine yeah yeah you know and uh, yeah and I got a bit emotional because it's the first time and uh, right but it, it was kind of good for both of us that we got away with you know like we wanted that first time to happen so even our matches becomes better in a way. Like it doesn't make me, for example, overthink if I'm beating him. You know, now I've beaten him once. Now it's easier to do it again in a way. It's not. I mean, we don't get so many chances to be in a place yes. to beat him anyway. But I'm just saying, well, if it happens, you know, it's not as hard. Yeah. But funny enough, like two weeks after that, I played my brother in uh, in Algona and I beat him. You beat him again. I know. Yeah, I was close back to back. I beat him I again. Watching both of those 20, matches because. 20, 20, yeah. In 24 minutes. And I know, yeah. He, 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 he hates it when I say it because it's the <laughs> shortest duration. People thought People thought my, my brother left me this match because my oh, brother wow. he, no. my brother actually was playing really bad, to be honest, yeah. in this match. Just his head was... Uh, but I was actually playing so well. Like, mm-hmm. everything was just working. Everything Perfect. was working. And to be honest, his mentality wasn't pretty mm. good at that time of the season. Like, he was kind of felt like it's a bad season and he felt like this is just yeah like you know and I was, at that day I was playing well and uh, yeah. but as I said you know it made it easy for me to beat him exactly uh, yeah it was, it was more accepting mate, that it was both off of your backs it's happened you know it's, no, it's happened yeah, yeah. happened and yeah. then go on but um, one more little bit about your brother I don't want to talk too much about him because this is about you this mm. but playing him in the world open final you know what was that like for your family as well you your family brothers in the world open final what a what a story can you can you talk us through that i mean of course this is um for, I, yeah i don't know for for some reasons i also had that feeling when we played after after my quarter final match against the wad i beat the wad three love in the quarters i think as i remember I had that feeling like, okay, like we could actually, play. I think this is scenarios actually happening for us to meet for some reasons. Um, but yeah, you know, it was, um, yeah, for us, I think my dad was actually in Egypt. Uh, my mom was with us during the week in Manchester and uh, my dad was actually in Egypt. And as soon as I won the semifinals, I called my dad. I said, I don't care. You have work. What are you doing? I said, I want you, I want you here. Like, I mean, it's, 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 it's you have to come you have to be there you have to attend I mean it was a b- big day of, it's, it's, it's a day in our family that we will never uh, forget you know um, but it was also really hard <laughs> it was also really hard uh, I guess it was harder for my brother than it was for me mm-hmm. the night but I think in the match it was probably harder for me than it was for him right I see um, but it, it was a tough it was it, it was a tough uh, my brother didn't want to see me after the final, after the semis. Oh, I didn't really? want to see him. We yeah. didn't want to have the feeling of just seeing each other mm-hmm. and have that emotion, that weak emotion, you know, in front of each. Like when we see each other, like, but funny enough, like I went to reception on the final of the, 
on the on the mo- in the morning of the final i went to pick up something and then all of a sudden i look i see my brother in front of me you know and i was like me and him like i know like this is what he said to himself on the day he said like like we didn't want this situation to happen yeah but we gave each other a hug you know like I because we knew like uh, we knew what we're doing is big you know it's, mm-hmm. it's you know two brothers reaching the final of all championship it's the biggest match of the of the year everyone is watching you we're playing in manchester in an amazing venue it's a packed crowd we're making our family proud mm-hmm. we knew what we're doing is 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 so big uh that when we saw each other, we just, you know, you know, we gave a hug to each other and we, it was, yeah, it was, as I said, you know, it was an amazing feeling from a family perspective, but yeah, no, no, it was, uh, it's always a match that I don't want to happen. Yeah. You know, when I play my brother, it's always before what happened, the, what I go through before the match. As soon as I'm on court, I'm fine. Mm. Cause at least it's happening. Yeah, but before it happens, is I'm like, this is not the match that I want to. I don't want to. I want to think of my brother. I I don't want to think of my brother as a competitor. Mm-hmm. But I only do it now. We only do it because we have to. But mm. I, my brother doesn't want to beat me in a world championship final and not make me be a world champion. And I don't. I didn't want to do this to my brother. We did not want to be in that position. But we knew what we're doing is is is. It's exceptional in a way, you know. It never happened. It, it I mean, God knows if it would, it would ever happen. Mm. Well, but we, we knew, yeah, to happen. A lot of people want to see it, I suppose, because it's 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 amazing entertainment. I, I know for you guys, emotionally, family, it's it's difficult, and and the stories that are going to build in your head before. But yeah, so I, I completely empathize with you there as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're used to it now, to be honest. I and mean, it's mm. kind of that the way probably I approach this match is completely different than how I've approached it at that time. Because now it's, as I said, I've beaten him a few times, and and the situation now, okay, like this is the situation we have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's completely different. Like we, yeah, it's, it's it's a different situation. It's still not a match. I still I wouldn't choose to play him, but. Uh, <laughs> But now we we is this is a situation and uh, it's actually quite yeah I, I, in a way I actually want to start playing my brother more you know because okay. the way I look at my brother is now is he's one of the best ever to play the sport and uh, I want to be on court with him because I want to be competing against one of the best that ever played the sport this is actually one how I look at it you know uh, and. Um, yeah, he's someone, of course, as I said, you know, I've learned so much from him. I've learned so much from him. That's so awesome, man. Thank you for telling us the story and taking us through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just, I'm sitting here just like fascinated and listening to this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple more things I want to, I want to ask you, cause you've been really kind with your time, but so your style and the play and your tactics, you, you're a great thinker on the court. You're very unique. You're fascinating to watch. I really enjoyed when you step on court um, and a lot of players I work with try and emulate some of your stuff, but, so uh, how have you worked on this? And, and is it linked to your overall identity, do you think? Is it, is it linked to the person you are, the style that you look to play? Well, what is the style that you think I play? You, you just, you're a good thinker. You, you really, you, you, I think the biggest thing I notice with you is you're continually making your opponent's life quite difficult. You, you, you're always oh. asking a little bit of a question or mm. just you just you're putting the ball in a little bit of a difficult place for them. So I think I think your game disrupts players. I think you've got to like like a, you've got your basics, of course, and they they 
great and they stand it. But I think the way you put the ball into places and the way you think about where you're placing the ball, that for me is, is unique with some of the players I see at the moment. And I was just curious if that links to your identity. Obviously, you've, you've, you've fostered that type of game. Can, can you talk on that a little bit? Of course, um, I, I will say about uh, I, I will I will talk about the way I do it, okay. not the way people think I do it. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, <laughs> because I I, I I feel the way I do it is completely different than what people might think. Anyway, okay. um, for I mean for me the way I do it I think um, it's so simple that I think I play the perfect length game that if I play the perfect length game, I could limit whatever my opponent wants to do to me. Okay. And I think I got to the point that my length hitting is probably one of the best at the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, if not, I, I think this is what I do. Right. Uh, and that's um, the game that I like to play. Of course, I'm clever and I'm smart, and I um, and I, I choose the right shot at the right time. I play better at crucial times and stuff like this. But the basic itself, uh, for me, is all about length game. I, I think for me, when I actually watch this the game, I don't enjoy watching players going for it. Mm -hmm. I never do. Okay. Like when they go for Nick and I think it's nice and it's exciting for the crowd for the fans but not this is not the way I approach the game right the way I approach the game is about accuracy and I love when someone hits a pretty good length that mm -hmm. dies at the back okay. for me this is enjoyment of the game ah, it's so is, interesting. You, you, is, is your is your weight of shot okay uh, and that's how I approach the game and that's how I like the game and I, I think I've, I'm trying to master it as much as possible. But growing up, I had Shabana mm. as a role model and I had James Wallace as a role model. And for me, I've always looked to them as the most accurate pair that I've watched. Mm -hmm. And I've tried to do it. I've always tried to do it like them. Yeah. So I was, I'm, I, as a player and as an Egyptian, probably sounds weird, but I've, I've always, I'm, I was always interested about the technique and how I hit the ball and how the feel of the ball itself. Mm. And for me, if I am, yes, of course I can, I, I try to, this season, for example, I worked so hard physically because I felt uh, physically I need to get stronger because I need to be on time when I'm playing the ball. But for me, this is easy because in a way like, okay, just work hard physically. Mm -hmm. uh, and do all the work off court and whether we're on court or whether it's ghosting or off court or whatever. But um, as I said, for me, the game is all about accuracy, you know, nice. uh, and the weight of shot. And, uh, and yes, you can place the ball and you can do all this, but the basics is, 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 how, is how you win the game. And for, for, me, for me, my accuracy is, is, uh, is what's important to me. Because wow. with my accuracy, I could try and limit someone who's fast. Mm -hmm. uh, or I could uh, try to, if somebody tried to play fast, I could try to stop him from volleying. Yeah. Um, but it's all about playing good, accurate squash mm. at a very high intensity, yeah. at a very fast pace. Mm. Uh, and it's all about actually 
yeah, like I, I, this is what I like about this is what I've always liked about the game. Yeah. Um, and, and and yeah, I mean, as I said, you know, but how how I place the ball is all about after I hit a good length. Mm-hmm. It I all see. comes from a good length anyway. Yeah. It, you you don't go for shots unless you've hit the right shot first. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you don't go. You don't go for shots from an uncomfort uh, from a situation from a position that you shouldn't go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for, for for me, actually, squash is 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 simple in a way, and I try to make it as simple as possible. Squash 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 wise, yeah. not talking about the arguing and all of this, but I mean the squash itself. Yeah. I mean um, the squash itself for me is 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 simple. Mm. Um, other things, of course. Probably like, placing the ball sometimes. Sometimes when you take your space and how you take your space, you know, because you have to do it in a very in a in a in a, in a way that where it's how it's allowed and stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, but but the basics for me, as I said, you know, it's all about accuracy. Uh, this is how I enjoy. I enjoyed watching Shabana because he played accurate squash yeah. and he played it and he made it look simple. I enjoyed watching James a lot, mm. a lot. I would never forget a performance. From James when he beat Rami in the North American Open three love. Yeah, I remember that. And the way he played accurate squash, <laughs> it was amazing. I mean, he said after the match, he was apologizing to the crowd because uh, I'm very sorry because it seemed like it was boring squash. Uh, but I had to play like this against Rami. But for me, I've enjoyed what he did that day. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the accurate squash, the accuracy that he produced that day. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, and that's how I enjoy. I always enjoyed watching the game. You know? I love that. Um, That's so fascinating. And and just on that, I think that that was like the combination of, I suppose maybe the English model, like like very accurate, almost attritional against like you know the fire of Rami. And and I think I was involved with some of the English squash coaching at the time, and they use that match a lot to try and get the juniors to go hey you can be flash and flare and go for next but look what accuracy does look at look at what it starts to yeah, your opponent but, doing. yeah but rami's different <laughs> and we love him we love him for Actually, it but, but rami's different rami, rami rami is different you know you can't just say yeah no rami was different he, i mean I, I to be honest i've always wanted to be in a generation generation when where rami was playing yeah because I mean, of course, he, he was he should have been playing if he wasn't injured. But but still, you know, like if I got to compete against him at a level where at, at a level where I mean, I did play with him a few times. But mm-hmm. uh, of course, Rami would play only two events per, per season or something. Yeah. You know, three events because of his body wasn't mm-hmm. uh, fortunate. You know, he got injured a lot. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, Rami was just different. But uh, I mean, no, yeah, he dominated been... the sport for a season. Chavana dominated the sport for three years. No, I feel squash. Yeah, makes makes a lot of difference. Uh, no. just, yeah, that style of of say you at your peak with like high levels of accuracy and say yeah someone like Rami that's going for stuff a little bit more that would have been such a, a beautiful combination to see at some point. So. Um, yeah. So before I came on and spoke to you, um, a few of the players I work with were really like, they couldn't believe I was having a chat with you. So I've got just a few questions from the players before we wrap up, if that's okay. So we, we can- Sure, yeah, yeah, 100%. Be really cool. Um, and they just, they admire you and, and they were really excited. So the first question from one of my players is, say, he asks, so how do you maintain levels of concentration and stick to your game plan? I think that what this guy was asking, he, 
he has the intention to go on with his game plan, but when things maybe just start going a bit wrong, the game plan goes out the window. So I think he was asking like, how, how do you, do you tell yourself things? Do you have things in your mind that you. I, 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 I tell myself that uh, it's funny, but it's actually plan B is to stick to plan A. <laughs> nice. I've not heard that before. I like that. Awesome. Uh, unless, unless, uh, unless plan A wasn't working, then that's different. But I'm just saying, like, because sometimes I play with players, for example, if I played with Gawad, for example, let's put it that way, and I have a game plan that, that I wanted to work, like that I think that this would work against him. For example, there will always be patches in the match that he will be unplayable. Right. But that doesn't mean I should stress out. That, mean, that should mean that I should stick to my plan even more. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, if I, how, how do I keep my concentration is actually by sticking to the plan, by actually focusing that, I don't know, whatever you, the plan is, but by thinking of sticking to it with every, Raleigh or every shot because it, it, it concentration is so important in the game because in in, two, in one in 30 seconds you could lose two three points yeah um, and if you lose your concentration but but you always tell yourself what you need to do sometimes I need to tell myself what I need to do or sometimes I have that straight, straight face for example in the auto when I, I knew what I was doing so I kind of didn't even need to tell it, to say it to myself but sometimes you actually need to, to be telling yourself this is a plan and this is what you need to stick to and once you stick to this is you'll always be focused to stick to it Mm -hmm. but for example i mean you have the plans before you go to the match you think of the match and all the scenarios that could happen in the match because sometimes your plan might not be working but 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 so sometimes you think you should play fast but or you should play slow or you should vary the pace or whatever or you should I don't know if he's lefty he should play on his backhand side or whatever um, it, it's, it's, it's for me is by sticking to it by, by telling my, myself okay like I need to do this or I need to do that or mm. yeah I mean yeah. Re- re- repetition anyway yeah, of, yeah you repetition mentioned- in training itself even when I'm practicing if I want to focus it's, it's mm. repetition because in training you could easily lose your concentration yeah. but it's of course, you have you have you have to uh, you have to practice it a lot, you know, and maybe play a bit of video games. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Like you got no <laughs> My brother now. My brother got his PlayStation Five. Oh, has he? And, and he's Lovely. playing FIFA. Yeah. And he's playing FIFA, and I told him, Muhammad, I think you should try the Ultimate Team. Okay. And since then, I haven't seen him. That's two two, two weeks now. Well, for two I, weeks, we'll go practice in the morning. Okay. And then when we practice, he will only tell me about what he did. Who he bought this player? He just sold this player for this money. And I'm like, I get, I get a call from him, and I don't, I don't reply. But then next morning, he makes sure he tells me. Yeah, brilliant. So I love it. What, what, yeah. what good advice? So, so everyone, go out and get a PlayStation Five, FIFA Ultimate. Yeah, PlayStation Five is all number two. You know, you wouldn't be doing something wrong, is it? In it. Exactly. Um, that's some good. I, I love the plan B is, is stick to plan A. That's such a little good advice that I'm going to maybe use with some players. Um, one of my players I work with always struggles to start the match well. So what are your strategies for the beginning of, of matches? Um, he tends to go five, six love down before he wakes up and starts playing. What, what do you think? Uh, warm up properly. Warm up. 
Yeah, no, warm up properly, like warm properly, like warm up. Like I, I don't mess around with the first game. Okay. I don't like. I'm not saying. I actually, I think I have a good record with winning the first game for sure. But I still, of course, lose the first game. But I, I think I, ha- I don't have a bad record with 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 winning the first game. Like no, first game is so important. Mm. It's it's, uh, and you really have to warm up well because if you don't warm up well. Like you're in in the zone, yeah. in the zone. Like the ten minutes before you play, you, mm. no one talks to you. No. no one talks to you, and you don't like if you're wherever you're warming up, you're you're already playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are and already there. Warming up? Are you are you doing stuff for your mind? Because yes, the body great, we can warm up. But but what are you doing in your mind to warm up or get that working? I get all. I get. I I'm there. I don't know. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. Like I'm swe- I change my t-shirt before I go on court. Wow. Play the first game because I'm sweating. I'm not so I'm not tell- I'm not saying I'm killing myself, mm-hmm. but I'm warm. I'm warm. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah, love, it, love it. So I got a couple of from the players. Um so when when the score is getting close in the fifth game, what 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 voices? What do you tell yourself? What what what, what are you saying when the score is really close in the fifth? When you're in the fifth game? Yes, yeah. So when it's really close score, like say eight all in the fifth game, seven all, what's the voice in your mind? What's happening there? Hit, hit and run. Hit and run. Okay. <laughs> it's simple. That's all we need. Hit and run. Hit yeah. and run. <laughs> <laughs> I swear sometimes it's just, I mean, two all, eight all, what are you going to say? Like, because sometimes there is no plan at that time. There is literally no plan. It's, it's it's it, it's actually all mind at that time. It's all it's actually all mind. But sometimes uh, you get a bit edgy. You get a bit uh, like you're going for it, and you knew you should go for it. But then you want it so perfect, so you end up hitting the tin. Yeah. But it's uh, sometimes I tell myself just hit and run at that time. Don't risk it. Zero risk. He has to win the rally. Sometimes I tell myself this. Um, Sometimes I risk it. Sometimes it's just as it comes. But it's actually at that time I tell myself, whatever it is, I'm fighting. Okay. To all it all, I'm fighting. Oh, yeah. to be hot to win. I'm fighting. Do you have the uh, ultimate team, FIFA ultimate? You're you're with us in the. Oh, group, I, right? I played it. I went out years ago on PlayStation Four right at the beginning. We have a we have a PSC group. Do you? Oh, I might have to get on that. Yeah, have, you should get on it. Everyone is on it. Like we have like 30 people on it. Well, I, I'm, I'm like trying to find everyone. a PS5. So I'm trying to get a PS5 and FIFA. I'm, I'm there. So, okay. Well, Ultimate Team, PSA. I, I'll take that. No, as no, a- no, no. I mean the, the, the fantasy, you know, the fantasy, the oh, team, fantasy weekly team. What? Oh, okay. Right. No, well, link me up to yeah. it. Can you, can you send me the details? I thought you were, I, I don't know, for some reason, I thought I saw, I saw your name. Oh, I, I would think. But anyway, yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> hit and run. I got yeah. hit and run from that. And, and it's... <laughs> hit and run. That's funny. And, and, run. and final question from, from one of the players. What, what's your pre-game ritual? What, do you do any rituals before you go on? You, you mentioned your warm-up and your sweating, but what, what, what do you do to get, to get into the zone? During the day? During the day, yes. you mean? Yeah. Um, I'm quite chill. To be, I mean, to be honest right now with the bubble and with what's happening, it's like you just sit in your room uh but in general I, i'm quite easy sometimes i wouldn't do anything tiring but mm-hmm. i wouldn't mind go for a coffee have a nap if i nap i nap if i don't i don't um, whatever i don't know sometimes i don't stress during the day for sure i yeah. don't i don't stress but 
uh, I try to, to just rest, really. Rest. Rest. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, uh, what I do, I do for my solo practice in the morning. If uh, if I don't play in the morning, if my match in the evening, then I'll go for my solo practice. I eat what I should be eating. Uh, when I'm on during the day, I'm quite sensitive with what I do anyway. Uh, but before the event, if I go two days before the event, I'm quite chill. Like I would, if I go out, I go out. If nice. there's a party going on, I will go out. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. I don't go out. I used to actually go out when I was young. Is this for kids? This podcast for kids? There's a couple of kids listening, but okay, then we shouldn't. Then we shouldn't. Then there are things that we shouldn't be saying. I, I but anyway. You had when I was time. young, I actually, when I was young, I was more relaxed in a way that seriously, I would, uh, I, I would, I would go out sometimes. Yeah, like five, six years ago, I would definitely. Uh, I love it. Not happy. I shouldn't be saying this. No, I should, dude, honestly, no, no, I would. I remember playing my brother in the U.S. Open quarterfinals, and I actually, but I had a day off. I, I just won my last sixteen. I was playing my brother in the quarterfinals, and I had the day off the next day, nice. and I actually went out. Hey, went out why not but dude if it works for you and this is the went conversation out. I, I, went, I slept uh, i went and i was sleeping with him i was i was like sharing the same room with him i mean yeah and he stopped advising me of course he would <laughs> he didn't tell me what are you doing <laughs> oh, i went i went back in the room two half two in the morning or three in the morning and he was sleeping he was resting i tell oh, you he was resting he was resting oh, he beat me that event freed up Okay. But yeah. Amazing. Marwan, listen, for me, this has been an absolute treat. And what I actually got from Thanks. the end of our conversation there, I think we need to do another podcast just about other alternative stories of parties. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Stuart Haddon. And <laughs> so I was like, we have a whole like two hours worth of talking about stuff. Two that hours, you know, can... plus 18 for plus 18. Exactly. 18 rated <laughs> podcast. Listen, for me, it's been such a joy, like seeing you laugh and smile. Enjoy. Talking about your mind. Um, I've just sat here as a fan and, and just absorbed it myself. So thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure, man. Jesse. And hopefully see you soon, mate. I love it too, but I will uh, yeah, release it soon and we'll go from there, mate. Thank you so much. Take care. Presence. Process. Persistence. The essence of Squash Mind. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 